Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. All right, everybody, welcome back to Unscripted from my studios in Old Hilliard. And uh, uh, once again, uh, so honored to have a very special guest today. Uh, Craig Smith is with me today. Craig, I'm gonna I'm just going to kick it over to you, let you introduce yourself, because we have a lot to cover, uncover today. So, Craig, could you please introduce yourself? Well, I'm <clears throat> Craig Smith, and uh, as you can tell, I'm kind of hoarse. Uh, and, uh, um, man, originally from Louisville, Kentucky, uh, came to know Christ at 21 years old, and uh, things unfolded. Uh, ended up because I didn't really know a lot about uh, Christianity, even though I'd gone to a church when I was a kid. Uh, as far as relationship with Jesus, didn't know much about that. Played in rock bands like most every guy in the country, I think, uh, as a kid. And uh, when, I, when I was married, the marriage was kind of on the rocks early on, and the manager of the rock group that I was in from New York City, um, he had managed the group for about six years. He became a Christian, and his lifestyle radically changed. So he encouraged us to go to the to the place where he had found Christ. We did. My wife and I both came to know the Lord at the same service, actually, from there. Wow. Uh, God began to restore. If you ask our my wife uh, how long we've been married, whatever the number was, like at the 10-year anniversary, it was like nine and one year of hellacious living, 20, really? one year of hellacious living, that sort of thing. But uh, So it's, it took a while for all of the characteristics of Jesus to lock in, but we uh, just celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. And uh, uh, But anyway, I went to Bible college, uh, moved from... Louisville, Kentucky, to another state, went to a Bible college, uh, began to travel, do a lot of the Christian music in the early Christian music, uh, Jesus music days. And <laughs> um, right. then actually moved here uh, to Fort Smith, Arkansas. The plan was to live here a few years. That was in 1985. I had been here ever since. So uh, then we, uh, we right now, we, we, both have been pastoring for a number of years, and then uh, the last 11 years working with the ministry Village to Village, which is uh, primarily an outreach to uh, children at risk. And uh, a lot of story. If I go down that road, I'll get very excited, and uh, we won't get to many questions. But uh, And I appreciate you allowing me, Aaron, to be on your program today and talk about Awake and the Dawn. We have a lot to unpack. Um, so uh, congratulations, seriously, 50 years. We just celebrated our 25th. And so to double that, to double down on <laughs> on, uh, on 50 years is amazing. Now, the question is, do you count that first year? Because you, you said you said that, you know. We you really count. do. We do. All right. So, so it wasn't like 49 and then no, plus man. one. It was. It, okay. And in all fairness to my wife, uh, I was the primary problem. Uh so uh, she was she was great. She was patient. I would have never stayed with me, to be honest, but uh, she did that first year. And so I've been making up for that the last 49. Well, what I would say is you've made it 50 years because of what you just said. 
<laughs> and many other reasons, I'm sure, but because you just said what you just said, and that's uh, you know, I, and now that's a whole nother podcast, uh, Greg. But but I think uh, you know, to make it 50 years, we got to be willing to admit when when we're wrong, and uh, if we don't, then you know, anyway, whole nother podcast for another day. But thank you for uh, for sharing the insight into now. Now you left out a lot. You have wrote and recorded 14 music projects. Uh, that charted in the top 10 in Christian music. Is that correct? Well, uh, 14 projects, yes. And uh, many uh, of the singles that were released on the during that era did uh, chart top 10. It's been a long time ago, uh, Aaron. But um, yes, that is correct. Can you name any of them? Can you, can you share any of those? Well, let's see. You've been married 25 years, so we're going to go back That's into... Right. Uh, I usually joke and, and tell everyone many of these you can pick up uh, at the Smithsonian Institute at this point in time. But uh, come on now, <laughs> uh, you know when I, uh, I actually started doing a lot of concerts on universities just just to share uh, my heart. And and when I say that, it would be in small venues, uh, even bars if we could get them to open bars. And did that for a long time. And then I was in uh, Houston. Um, and there were a couple of, there was a two record company owners of a small label then called Star Song, which is uh, no longer in existence. But it was a, a label where Resurrection Band and uh, Petra and a lot of those guys uh, well, got no. their got their beginnings. And so I was part of that crew. That's the sweet spot of my early teen years. Uh, <laughs> Former guest uh, twice now, Mark Price and I talk about old CCM music quite a bit. And I don't know if you know Mark. Mark played for the Cleveland Cavaliers, but uh, we talk about Petra. Petra is his favorite band ever. It's also one of mine. So, yeah, I'm right with you in that sweet spot of uh, of that um, that era. And you were nominated for a Best Worship album for the Dove Awards. Is that correct? Uh, yes. That was, right. uh, well, Aaron, I should be. I should know more about myself, shouldn't I? The uh, I, that was 1988 or 89, I think, uh, with Benson Records, and uh, it was it was quite an honor and to do that. It was not anticipated and was greatly appreciated. So uh, yeah, there's it's it has been, you know, in all honesty, man, the uh, the way the record industry is set up, I to have been able to record 14 projects uh, because typically if you don't, if your numbers aren't really up there, as you probably well it. know, you don't get to do more than two or three. So I, get it. Uh, I think, uh, I think each label that signed me was somehow blinded at the moment. Uh, I don't know whether I am a, was a smooth talker or what exactly happened, <laughs> but I'm very, very grateful to have been allowed to do so much recording and it had a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of influence on what we're able to do today with, with what we're doing with uh, both Awaken the Dawn and uh, and Village to Village with the missions. But uh, and I and I captured in the early years of my best friend is uh, Paul Mills. He's the producer. He's done many many projects with other guys and does film scores for. Uh, oh, I can only imagine and several, several others. And we just a long time ago uh, became very good friends and, and just began to 
feel as though we wanted to do things that would have longevity as far as the kingdom of God was concerned and began to collaborate on some things. And so many of the, the past decades, uh, the past couple of decades, um, most anything we've seen from music and now what we're doing with the wake of the dawn has all gone. All of it has gone to help us with our mission projects and, Africa and Thailand, that sort of thing. So I'm going to say this. I, I try to squeeze this in every episode. I was a former intramural champion. We actually have T-shirts. Let's <laughs> say former intramural champion uh, because I'm proud of my, my past. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> look, former intramural champion is nothing compared to being, uh, you know, nominated for a Dove Award and, and literally all the history that you and I just covered. But at the end of the day, it's our past and we're proud of it. And, yeah. and I know it's a joke. It is a joke. <laughs> Ongoing joke for this podcast is intramural means nothing. But at the same time, you know, I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of what I accomplished in college. But we are on today to talk about Awake in the Dawn. And I think that will lead to the other thing that you've mentioned, which is Village to Village. But um, can you talk a little bit about the Awake in the Dawn project? Um, and uh, let's just start there. What What is Awake in the Dawn? Well, <clears throat> Once I came to know Christ, uh, I didn't really have any. I'd gone to church as a kid and I knew about church and religion, but I didn't know about relationship with Christ. Um, right. So when I came to know the Lord uh, many years ago at this point, uh, I began to establish, you know, musicians don't necessarily have your reputations for uh getting up super early in the morning. We usually get started about 10 o'clock at night and go on. So I began to just inch toward, particularly when I went to uh, to college, Bible college, and started trying to, to restructure my life and figure out where's it going to, where's the most value going to be. And as you know, the longer we walk with God, the more we find out our greatest value is to less emphasis on us, and the emphasis on him. I started getting up early, early in the morning and just kind of inched forward until it was uh, 4 to 5 a.m. And I would spend a few minutes. And I love the quiet because no one is up that early to really bother you. But but I just noticed if I would, it was kind of a refueling period. And plus there are some passages about uh, rising early in the morning in Isaiah and Jesus was mm-hmm. an early riser, and uh, David, writer, the psalmist, was an early riser. And so I thought maybe there's there's more to this than uh, not that getting up early measures your spirituality. Right. But right. for for me, certainly, uh, if, if I don't get a, at least an hour and a half to two and a half hours before I have to do whatever is unfolding in the day, so I just began to be in conversations with, with guys, accountability groups, or just guys that I might mm-hmm. be discipling. So a couple of guys said, why don't you, Hey, would you send, would you call us, send us a text or something, get us up early. We want to, we want to do this. And I didn't do that, but I did say, I'll, I'll take a passage every morning and uh, write some kind of paragraph to hopefully kind of launch you in the morning. And, and then, a couple sentences for a prayer. And that began to unfold until those guys would forward it to other other guys that we knew. 
And quickly, I saw the Lord's Prayer, um, which, I mean, that's like the most famous prayer, is it not? But, right. but you, can, you can get through it pretty rapidly if you just recite mm-hmm. it. But I, I began to see, the more I, I looked at it, I thought, okay, like if, if Craig and Aaron were, uh, if, if we were the disciples, and we saw the effectiveness of Jesus' ministry, and we saw him sneaking off for prayer so often, that more than likely we would uh, approach him and go, you know, we've noticed this. Can you teach us to pray? And I mm-hmm. firmly believe, and so would you, I'm sure, that Jesus is not going to give him his B or C pitch. He's going to give him, you know, this is this is the best. This is the way to win. Right. And he just began to unfold this course he was the son of god but this genius prayer which focuses on the father first and the kingdom and his will provision i think is uh, not so much for though it does include food obviously daily provision but uh, if it's about god first and the kingdom and his will first and the provision is probably going to be to substantiate or provide for that for the kingdom or for that will and i and i just began to think uh this prayer has seven components. Probably Jesus did it in sequential order for a reason. But then like most things with God, it's kind of crazy how everything is multi-layered. And right. you know, right. all of us that are Christians and read the word, you know, we, we're always talking about, hey, I've never seen this before, and even though we've read it so many times. So Awaken the Dawn I would say is our efforts, my effort to provide uh, just a, a ministry tool, sort of an on-ramp uh, to, to get people in that quiet time, that one-on-one time with God, using those seven themes, one per week. And uh, and, I, and this, I have to be honest, as I, uh, the guys that I was doing it for, as it just began to go on into the second month, I think it was, maybe the third, um, I thought, wow, I don't know if I can do this for 365 days. Uh, you know, right. so, so it began to be something where I was, then I kind of be, became dependent on like, God, if, I don't think I got anything just really stirring this morning. So uh, that really led to a little bit of additional time in the word, praying and just looking. So we uh, we ended up at the end of the year having 365. So so in a year you'll go through the Lord's Prayer 52 times using that just that rotation. But it's uh, but it's pretty free. Again, uh, I would not in a heartbeat say that it's the end all uh, devotional. Mm-hmm. It was just mm-hmm. my desire to go. Wow, I'm beginning to love these quiet times with God more than anything. And they're expanding, and I almost have to watch myself. I, I think I could uh, spend a lot of time by myself and uh, disconnected. But even right. that, I think, in in the wisdom of and rhythm of the life of Jesus, he seemed to. It, as soon as he would kind of max out, it seems like he would find him going off somewhere alone. And uh, right. So, awaken the dawn is our offering or a gift to say this is just an on-ramp of something that we think is has a lot of beauty and a lot of depth. 
but it's totally from the Lord. It's just, it's his prayer. It's his concept and his characteristics. And, uh, and we're just taking them and seeing if we can't expand or kind of draw some hearts and people together who maybe uh, don't have that consistent time or they're on the go and just gives them something to lock into. There's an audio version that, that will also be out when it's released next month. And we've worked, Paul and I have worked a little longer to try and create something that's a, uh, any of them are probably read in three minutes or less, but it's has a bit of a music bed. So, so just something to just kind of start your day where you are going, all right, the culture's a little sideways out there right now. And uh, where is the stability and the peace and where is something that makes sense and where is the hope? And it is where it's always been. And that's uh, Christ and, and his foundations and his perfect words at a perfect time. And then secondary, Aaron, uh, uh, the main mission is to get people in a quiet time with God. And the secondary mission is to... Uh, create visibility for what we're doing with missions with village to village and the children. So gosh, I have, I have a lot to unpack there. I, I think, um, you know, I would tell you my number one listener, um, my biggest fan is my wife, <laughs> which is maybe why we've been married 25 years. Um, uh, and every morning I, I watch my bride do exactly what you just said. Um, she's very, uh, um, consistent in her day. And I know that in the morning she's going to have her bowl of cereal and have her breakfast. And then she's going to get her Bible out and she reads through the Bible every year. Um, and, uh, she spends time in the word. She journals, uh, and does those. But so I, I have witnessed in her how important that time is for her. She carves out every day consistently to do that. It's, it's amazing. Uh, for me to witness that. Cause I know my day is a train wreck <laughs> which is, is really is my day's a train wreck. And, and I, that's the difference I think between this, but she's very, very intentional about that. And I, because of that, I see that in her life. The other thing I would tell you is I have, um, because of technology, thankfully, because of technology, we now have text, as you said, a, you know, text group, a text thread, uh, you know, group chats, those kind of things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm walking through, uh, uh, four friends have cancer right now. Four people in my life have cancer. Um, you know, I try every day to text them and check in. Uh, my nephew was just in a horrific motorcycle accident. And thankfully, thank God he's okay. And he's back home. But, um, you know, so checking in with him, I think, you know, text has given us the ability to, to stay connected with one another uh, in new ways. And so I think this is such an interesting, um, concept in the way that you've laid it out, because I think it is so important for someone like myself, my day gets lost very in a minute, my day can go completely haywire. So to be intentional, number one, like I said, with my wife, but number two, to have, um, uh, people encourage us via text, um, or, in those group chats, in those small groups. I mean, God, God designed us to be in community with one another. And now I think community can take place via text. So, um, 
can I read, can I read this really quick? What, what's, uh, what I have, uh, because I think you might be able to expand on it. And I really do want to get into village to village, but what it says is, um, and I believe, is this the, is this the prayer itself? You'll have to expand this for me, but, um, it says each day of the week is dedicated to one line of prayer. Our father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us the food we need. Forgive us our sins as we have forgotten those who have sinned against us. Oof, I could unpack that one for a minute. That's a, long, <laughs> that's a tough one. Uh, uh, don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Can you talk a little bit about what I just read? That's a part of the book. Is that correct? Yes, that those would be what you read are the seven primary themes okay. uh, found in the Lord's Prayer. And uh, personally, I feel like, as I, we were talking about earlier, that I think that, that, that Jesus placed them in sequentially in that order for a, a mm. purpose. Um, now, do I always stick with it? Man, sometimes, uh, I mean, if you hit your thumb with a hammer and it's looking pretty bad, you know, you're, you, you may not uh, think to go to God first and give him honor and glory. And uh, you might be going, Oh, please don't let this bleed. But, right. uh, but I, and there are definitely those times you were talking about, uh, I have a good friend here who uh, is so very healthy, but discovered cancer recently. And, mm-hmm. um, so many times, I, you know, there's that immediate time where we're just going, Lord, I just don't know what to say or I don't know where to right. go. I just know right. that you do. But Christ, in response to when the guys, the disciples said, would you, would you teach us to pray? I think he, as you said, your word very intentionally began with uh, our Father. And so uh, he is holy. You are to be honored. I, where do I go? I, we could all stop there. Uh, and to always begin with him and then to always secondary to just move into that slot where it is your kingdom and your will that is to be the purpose for which me, a, a follower of Christ, I mean, I, everything is reset now from what I want to do and emphasizing, you know, everybody look at me and you know, buy my book or listen to my CD or you know, watch watch me. It's a, it is all about him, which is a phrase we've heard and we hear continually. But truly, it is. And, and the cool thing about the Father is like when uh, he is so wonderful that if we make it as our life goal to honor him and to pursue his will wholeheartedly, somehow we all. He reciprocates. I mean, it's 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 as though you could go, uh, God. I don't want you to. I'm going to worship you now, and I don't want you to. I don't want anything. I don't want anything. But it it just never happens that way. It's always right. he's always kind of coming back with. It's just hard for a dad. I'm a dad and a granddad now, so mm-hmm. it's uh, and there's I'm nothing that I love more than to be with my kids and for them to want to be with me. And I think with, when you're dealing with a father who's perfect and has this flawless, perfect plan, according to the word, 
that uh, I can say or we can say, I just want to worship you. don't want to ask you for anything. Just this is all about you. But somehow it always ends up blessing us. It just does. So -hmm. then for his kingdom and his will, how are we going to come up with a plan that's better than the plan that he does? And then give us today our daily bread. It's about food, yeah. But we just finished honoring God first and the kingdom and the will. So I just have to think that me asking for provision is so that we can facilitate or accommodate his will. And then forgiveness. It's just (laughs) help me to be It's hard to forgive. (laughs) It is a tough one. It's It's easy for me to say this. It's easy to go, yeah, we we were, he forgave us. Let's forgive him. Yeah, it's easy for this to come off of my lips. Walking it out truly is, uh, even this morning, I was just thinking about some, just some things that we're looking at as a a people, as a church, as a country, uh, as a, some of the things going on globally. You know, how do we, I just, Stuff. We're, we're to be modeled after Jesus, right. <laughs> excuse right. me, and certainly he gives us his Holy Spirit to help us do what we obviously cannot do, but we're to walk in forgiveness as he is walking in forgiveness with us, right. and, uh, and, and then that when we talk about the theme of temptation, don't lead us into temptation, I always like to think of that as just lead me in the places in your path and steer me around those things that are going to be distractions or stumbling blocks. And then please deliver us from the evil one. He is a foe which I cannot fight on my own or in my flesh, and I'm foolish to think that I can. But not for you. Uh, There's no comparison, which is why, you know, there's that passage in the Gospels where Jesus says, uh, uh, you know, this is the Craig Smith version. You can't do a thing without me, Craig. And indeed, I can't. So unless right. he's he's the fuel and the catalyst, catalyst and the fuel uh, for everything that we do. And then it kind of ends. Uh, theme number seven in Awaken the Dawn. Theme number seven in the Lord's Prayer is, uh, boy, yours is the kingdom and yours is the glory and the honor forever. Uh, so there kind of begins with worship and and. Uh, folds out the same way. So that's the, that's the basic, basic rhythm and pattern. I love it. I mean, I know uh, I'm a father of three myself. And so when someone walks into my office or if I am at home or far away in the house or wherever it is, when I hear somebody say, dad changes things a little bit, like my attention, my antennas immediately go up. So to open with, Hey dad, (laughs) Hey father. Um, you know, I think, uh, He's receiving a lot of praise, you know, all the things that he is. But, uh, boy, it's different when we hear when we hear someone say, hey, dad, um, you know, I think to open with that is so powerful. And then to finish with the fact that it's all yours, you know, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. It's worth, you know, again, that honor and respect. Uh, we could learn a lot of things about life Um in those seven pieces. That's amazing. Um, it is available September 16th. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. And where can people find it? Uh, the typical pl- Amazon, uh, but Barnes and Noble stores, uh, Target, 
just about any place that you can purchase books or you can go to Amazon or any of the online sources and, and get okay. it there. Do you have a website? Craig? I do. Uh, it's awakeinthedawn.com. In, I-N, the yes. dawn, dot com. Okay, awakeinthedawn.com. Now, I, I saved this for last night. This is my Steve Jobs moment because, you know, you guys used to always say there's one more thing. Um, and one more thing, all proceeds from Awake in the Dawn go to support the work of Village to Village. Can you talk about that? Because I think that's why you're doing this project more than any of the other reasons we've talked about. Can you talk about Village to Village? Um. <clears throat> Thanks for asking, and absolutely. Uh, probably 15 or 18 years ago, I've always been involved. Well, what guy is, wouldn't, doesn't have romance about going to other countries and that sort of thing? But absolutely. when I became a Christian and just started seeing, man, the world needs to know this message, and, we, and the world needs to live. We, the church, need to live that message, not merely talk about it. But... Um, went on a mission trip to Central America, and I was in a little village of about 220 people beside the Belize River, just in the jungle, in the bush. Uh, whenever I say Belize, uh, that's not my first mission trip, but it's the first one where I really lived among the people for a while, and I'll, people will say, hey, Belize is beautiful. They have the best snorkeling and coral. I've never <laughs> even seen the ocean. I've only seen the jungle. Mm. But... Um, in that village, I noticed, uh, I mean, there was alcohol problems. Um, you would think that far, that remote, that there wouldn't be those types of issues, but there right. is. Right. But I look at the children, and they were smiling, and they just didn't seem to have uh, many cares, mm -hmm. but nor did they have many caring for them. And my heart just started being drawn. So I thought, what if we were to go to one place? I cannot change the world, but what within our realms, there's a little story of King Asa that we read about in Chronicles. And, and you know, his dad was a mess, kind of messed up the, the country. And Asa comes along and goes, yeah, I got to get this right. So what, what do I do, God? And he kind of puts things in order. So he had a, he had a realm of influence, Aaron. Maybe not, he didn't have global influence. It was only like, hey, I, I, this is the only thing. Even Israel and, and Judah was divided. They weren't even a singular entity nation at that point in time so okay i i'm king of judah uh for now so let's try and fix this so i started thinking uh paul in corinthians talks about uh geographical parameters and and places where we have influence and authority so i am not a i'm just a foot soldier right and, and i love it uh, in, in the spiritual army i'm just i'm just one of the guys uh i'm not one of the generals and i'm okay with that so I started thinking, what if we invested a lot of time in one location, trying to do all that we could do for the village, but primarily focusing on the children and seeing if over not six months, but a couple of decades, if we could change the nature of that region by investing in that place. That was the original goal for Village to Village. It never really unfolded that way. Uh, we just ran into a number of issues, and I met a, a friend, made a friend with a, uh, an indigenous pastor in Uganda. We began with about 14, uh, outside of Kampala, Uganda, in a village called Ganda, uh, 14 to 20 children who met in uh, a dirt-floored 
very tiny hut. And the vision of this pastor, George Nisimbi, was, that is his name, but his vision was to really minister to these children and see if he couldn't change very exactly what I just shared. If he couldn't, over time, just change and influence that particular area. We met, we conversed, we talked, and uh, that's been over 11 years ago now. So we've gone from that hut of a few. We have a uh, just under 300 students now. Uh, we've seen, uh, we have three, two-story, uh, I'm sorry, two, three-story buildings, uh, third world, not as we might have in the United States or the Western world. And at this point in time, we've gone from when we originally tried to establish things in the village, Aaron, we were met with a lot of challenges and resistance, uh, even some some danger. Mm. Now that we have served and love that little community, that small village, uh, it's not that small, it's about 80,000, but uh, we have seen now in the 11 years those first children growing up, coming back and ministering now to the younger children. We give them food. We educate them. We have a church there. But it's it's really from the vision and the heart of just going, we're going to stick. We're going to come in and we're going to stick with you. And we're going to love on you and serve you. And oh, by the way, uh, yes, we're, we're Christians, but we're going to try our best to live it uh, as well as write it down and go, here's some concepts for you to follow. So now village to village has, uh, we've been there 11 years. We have a new base about two years old uh, in Northern Thailand among uh, the Isan people. It's about 20 to 22 million um, Buddhists. And the same thing. We're just, we've, we, this one, we had a team that we sent over there. And so they're living there. So my, prayer. Uh, I don't know if this is God, man, but my hope and my prayer is that before I check out of this earth uh, shell, that we have four places that we call Hope Village, Village to Village Hope Village, and that they can kind of be working microcosms or uh, working models of going in to serve a village or community, not hiding from it by creating an isolated community, but just, but just going, we, we want to help. We want to serve. And this is not certainly not new. And we're certainly not the only ones doing this. There are many, many, but uh, we're just trying to do it within the realms of our influence. I love that. I I love that everything. So that's why I saved it to the end um, because it's, Oh, by the way, one more thing. Um, And that is, it's not just, this isn't just a book you know, conversation. This is a book conversation that has a much larger vision and mission. Um, and that is, uh, again, I believe all the proceeds from Awake in the Dawn go to this village correct. to village. Is that correct? That is, that is correct. That is correct. That's phen- phenomenal uh, that you would donate all of that to this vision. And that just talks about where it places, you know, where it is in your heart and where it is in your um, uh, uh, list of priorities. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, uh, awake in the dawn.com. Uh, if they want to learn more about village to village, can they find that through the same website or is there a different website for that? 
They can, or they can go to village, and that's the number two, village2village.co.com. So it's village2village.co.co. Okay, so village to the number two village.co for more information on that. Awakeinthedawn.com for the book itself and a link back to village to village. Yeah. So, Craig, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you for your heart. Um, for those in your text string, for those uh, that will read the book, those that you don't even know, and uh, those in, in the um, uh, village to village foundation that you're working with. That is eternal, and one day you will walk into heaven. And uh, you know, as the old song says, "You're you're a '90s CCM fan." Uh, who was it? Ray Bolts talked about going into heaven. And uh, thank you. I think was the name of his song. Um, uh, I think we all hope for that one day. If that's you know, I think that's how we want to live our lives in a way that when we walk into heaven one day, not for our popularity, but just to. I just can't imagine the impact when we walk into heaven one day from a book like Awaken the Dawn and from a foundation like village to village. Um, I think you're going to see a massive crowd, you know, uh, there to greet you. I hope so. That would be well, great. And thank you very yeah. much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. Awakenthedawn.com village, the number two village.co for more information. Thank you so much, Craig. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.